0: Hey, 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 yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, 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 I'm pounding on the table, <laughs> yes, oh my goodness, just come on people, just come on, just come with it, you know. I know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, dude. I just I can't even start because I just keep going back to like dude. uh, Just yes. Just yes. Just yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What is up everybody man? Welcome to the drum brigade podcast. Oh my goodness. Dude, several weeks off several weeks off just not not even doing we're not even podcasters anymore dude
1: i know i don't even know what to do with myself
0: thrilled thrilled to be here thrilled to be here just so happy and pumped pumped to see all you guys literally literally see you with my eyes (laughs) (laughs) on an audio only podcast it is so great to literally see you with my eyes (laughs) I don't even know what I'm saying at this point, Phil. <laughs> I hope everybody's doing great out there. I am the one, the only, the greatest who ever lived. <laughs> I can't even get that sentence out. I am Corey Kingston. Hope you guys are as happy as I am to be here. That's right. You're a legend. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Davey. Thank you, Davey. Over there, sitting behind his drums, podcasting behind the drums. That is like another level. Of podcasting,
1: I'm just lazy, dude. I didn't want to move my rig. <laughs> oh, I've thought about
0: doing that many a times because the the interface that I use for for my behind my drums, like the the board that I use, is so much better than this this Behringer interface that I use for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Basically, what's going on is I have two separate setups. I have my drum lesson and recording setup, and then I have my podcasting setup at a table. Two different interfaces. The one behind the drums is really good.
1: You should use and the that one, one
0: over here. Is but yeah, it's like then I have to do the podcast
1: from behind the drums. But then we can play play drums together. <laughs> It'll, well, there'll anyways, just be a huge delay between us.
0: You have long hair, Phil. You have know, long. Look hair. at it. It's, it's you're borderline. You got like basically dreadlocks
1: at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That or that sure person that looks. you see over there and you hear over there with a Ken doll haircut do looking like, like he's in The Misfits. Oh, yeah, that's straight up The Misfits right there. It's yeah. the one, the only, fantastic, funky, Phil Pardee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got something to say. I killed a baby. Do, do. Whatever that Misfits song is. <laughs> It doesn't matter
1: much to me. And you're good at that.
0: Looking exactly like Glenn Danzig.
1: How's it feel going on tour as a singer this time?
0: (laughs) Seriously, dude, speaking of which, what, what Siri, get out of here. Um, Speaking of which, so like, we're going to get into it, but like, I just, I just got back from New York rehearsals. And uh, put a mic up, sound guys put a mic up for me. And I'm like, I guess I'm singing in this band. It took like maybe one or two songs where I'm like, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. We'll just use this as a talk back. So, yeah, I shot that down. The band doesn't even know that I'm not actually singing.
1: Oh, are you He's like, pretending? He's like, don't tell him.
0: He's like, don't tell them. Just if they look at you, just pretend like you're singing. But we'll just turn this mic off. I'm like, thank you.
1: Nice. He's
0: like, they'll never know the difference.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. So
0: anyways, before we get started, a couple things. Uh, Drum Brigade, all of that jazz. Just look it up. Um, We're stoked to be back with you guys. Uh, We've taken a few weeks off because I've been prepping for for a tour and um, all that stuff. So we have a lot of things in the works. Um, Launching this week, it's actually coming out September 1st, but launching um, the Drum Brigade membership. So... Um, hybrid membership with drum lessons and um, online lessons, kind of like you know anything else that you see out there with video lessons and stuff like that. Um, the reason why it's hybrid right now, where it's one-on-one lessons and video lessons, is because we don't have hundreds of videos like a lot of the other drum companies have, like Drum Drumio or any of those. But um, we're working on it. It's a work in progress. So. But our videos are super like dope, and um, Phil's gonna be bringing some videos in the mix and and stuff. So we got some good stuff happening. Um, and uh, Drum Brigade drumsticks, all of that stuff, we got all that in stock. Um, it's gonna be hard for me to ship out over the next month. So, um, but you know, we can make it happen. Um, and other than that, you know, we always have Drum Brigade merch, all that stuff. Chops and Coffee is on hold right now because of tour schedule all that stuff. Um, but drum lessons are better than ever. And, um, yeah, we just, you got a question or anything like that, just reach out, just hit us up and, um, we'll be glad to chat it up with you. All right. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Funky Phil. Oh, buddy. Been a busy couple weeks, Funky Phil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very, very busy. Whoa. I got an overca- overhead camera shot of your setup here. <laughs> Dual floor toms. Yeah. Shocking. You put the 14 on your right and then the 16 on your left. Or is that a snare?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a six. Yeah, that's the 16.
0: I've never seen anybody do that. Normally they put a 16 on the right and put the 14 on their left.
1: I like it. I like it like this.
0: Wow. And then you got a a very odd symbol combo setup here. The symbol directly in the middle of your toms.
1: Yep, yep, it's right behind them.
0: Um, and so see, I have a different setup. I would put that big symbol in the middle. I would put that all the way to the back, all the way to the right, like underneath that crash on your right.
1: That's a ride.
0: No, no, no. Underneath that other crash,
1: you'd put two crashes in the same spot.
0: No, I'd put it to the right more. But below it.
1: Mm. I like having it there. It's cool.
0: That's weird. But then the crowd can't see you.
1: I don't want them to see me anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, and you got your toms. You're doing the, the 90s kind of thing where the two rack toms, but they're moved over slightly to the left. Yeah, I'm trying so it. it. Like- I'm
1: trying this interesting set. So I like that I can move my right a little closer because they're off centered a little bit. Yeah, and for some reason it feels better playing that those rack toms like that than it does with them. So
0: what you're saying? So what? Basically, what I'm looking at, people, for you guys who can't see, is um, take the 10 inch rack away, and then you have a standard four piece setup, right? Your your 12 inch rack is over your kick drum, and then your floor tom is on the floor. Yeah, and then your ride is in between. Well, he. Put his 10 inch and his 12 inch as rack toms but they're moved over like so his 10 inch rack is right next to his hi-hat
1: yeah they're and slightly then, off, then there's slightly
0: so. off there's a there's a gap in between his 12 inch and his floor tom so his ride can go there yeah um so that's pretty crazy um i that was my jam like in like teenage Corey, that was like you Wait, know i can do this and i can but I haven't done that setup in years, and I don't like it.
1: It's I, making uh, me sick
0: looking at it. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> I I think I'm falling in love with it. It's wow. Well, I like that I can get my ride a little closer for one thing, and honestly, those toms are directly in front of me because yeah. I don't my torso doesn't face the kick drum batter. You know, yeah, my torso yeah. faces this way. So it makes sense that the Toms would be in front of me. I see. You know what I mean? The I, it's, thing I, I haven't tried it. You know, I did this. I like you. I, I, I had this kind of a Tom, Rack Tom thing going on when I was younger. And then I abandoned it. And um, I just, I don't know, the other day I felt like setting stuff up different. So I tried it and it feels good, man. It feels really good having them like that. And then I, uh, I kind of like having the, the low floor tone over here for left-handed interplay stuff, and it breaks stuff up, interesting. But I still have the descending pitch relationship from my rack to my first floor.
0: That first floor setup is throwing me the heck off, Phil.
1: I like it, dude.
0: <laughs> Man, that is like, that is throwing me off. I feel like the 16 and the 14 should be switched. I so don't he, has a 16, a- he has a 16, he has a 16 inch floor tom next to his hi-hat. Yeah. And his 14 inch is next to his ride, like a normal, like setup.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I don't like the pitch. I don't like, so it's, a lot of it has to do with the the pitches. I don't like going from, if I'm using a 14, usually that's, Next in line, pitch wise from the twelve, yeah. And I like being able to go down from my twelve to, you know, do like a lot because I'm just used to doing runs downward mm-hmm. like that from my rack to my floor, and I like that relationship making sense. But like the twelve, if I have a fourteen in the mix, going from the twelve to the sixteen is usually an awkward interval, yeah. Pitch wise, I gotta
0: say I'm not a f- I'm not a left left side floor tom guy i've tried it a couple times um i when i first got my kit i didn't ever play any gigs with it but like in the studio for practice and stuff i i set it up like i never really set up my drums traditionally with like two floor toms two rack toms Mm -hmm. so i'd always put my floor tom like next to my right or next to my hi-hat um but anyways uh so yeah, I would I I just don't it just feels really awkward for me. I don't yeah, and, and like sometimes I'll play with like timbali there or an alternate snare there, but never really a floor tom.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm it's new to me. I'm definitely still getting used to it, but I'm I like the possibilities. I like uh how it's changing up my phrasing and and I'm giving my left hand more options than just snare drummy sounds. When i gotta say stuff. that
0: you're this the look is like i mean that could be a magazine shot like the lighting <laughs> and like the rug down and like it just looks really nice every drum is miked
1: it's yeah. really nice i'm having um, fun with it i don't know if i'd be bringing this whole setup to gigs, back because i've been having fun using two floor toms but i always hate how if i do my 14 and my 16 on the on the right like normal Mm-hmm. it's always awkward using the 16 for me. I feel like I'm always like twisting my body further than I want to. And then if I want to get back over to home base, it's like kind of a, f- a long way to travel for certain phrasing. You know,
0: what if you have to do a 32nd note roll from your highest tom to your lowest time?
1: Um, well, those are triplets. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Triplets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well so that's where i feel like it it kind of forces you to think in a different way and and phrase differently but you weren't feeling my pulse though so you don't know if they were triplets well okay (laughs) i'm just kidding anyway they uh, (laughs) they uh you could just use a a rudiment you know you throw a diddle in there so that you could Start left hand oh lead. So you on could that. get
0: all Virgil Donati on it and just go triplets I mean, in between those. Obviously, this
1: toms. this is you're gonna it's gonna force you to start. It's gonna it's forcing me to phrase differently and think differently and you know do different things to make things sound the way they used to. You know, do like you said, to do thirty second notes or some kind of fast descending run straight down the toms. I'll have to do a different sticking to get to the floor tom
0: put a kick drum combo in there to get to that floor tom
1: yeah or you just gotta
0: like you just gotta like get swole in your core so that you can use those muscles to go between your floors that's true i can get Virgil super Donati style like you know like right left right left right like 16 note triplets at like 200 <laughs> beats per minute just yeah. like oh my goodness
1: i don't know i'm trying it i'm having fun it's it's nice a nice change of pace uh I don't know if I'd be bringing it all out to a gig but I'm
0: not I'm that fun. guy anymore man when I was younger I used to get so mad when I would go see my teacher and he would have like a 20-inch kick and like a 10-inch rack and a 14-inch floor and that's it and like two cymbals I'm like you have I've been to your house bro you have like stacks of drums <laughs> like this was like in the 90s during like DW was like he was an A-level artist and was just getting kits like like they are going out of style and like he would come with the smallest drum set ever. And I used to be like, why don't you bring your, this is in the nineties. Okay. Like when everybody had like Tim Herb, you know, had the giant drum set Uh and I was like, I want to see him play. Like, why is he with the smallest, stupidest drum set? Now I'm in my forties and I'm like, dude, one kick drum, I've never been a two-kick drum guy, but mm-hmm. kick, 10, 14, one snare, three cymbals,
1: that's it. Dang. I like yeah. it. I, I usually do four-piece also. I usually do a 12-16, though. Yeah.
0: I normally do a 12-16, too, but I've been using a, tw- a 10 lately just because, like, out of – honestly, it's been like I'm loading my drums and then I, I have – so it's complicated but i have my 16 set up on my lesson drum set my my like practice drum set so i can because i've been practicing all this material for this band I'm going on tour with so i need the 16 there and then i put the 12 inch drum in the 16 inch case and there's like a bunch of stuff all on top of it like cables and lights and stuff so my 10 inch is just already stacked on top of my drums so i'm just like Well, i'm just going with a 10 inch today and i just wheel it out that's like it's literally that's how lazy i get when i load up my drums
1: that's awesome
0: but i i I (laughs) laced recently just um like i played a ska gig on monday and i need a 12 inch rack for that and so i just i finally had to get it out like there's no way i can play a 12 a 10 inch on that gig so um so awesome Do you want to know what's going on with me, Phil, or what? Yeah, dude. (laughs) Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got Women's shirts. We got kids shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. Got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the brotherhood of drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh yeah. Uh, it's been crazy. So, um, I haven't said anything on the show because I don't like to drop anything like before. I know for sure. If it's for sure, I've had so many auditions and so many things where they're like, you got the gig for sure. And then you like, you wait for that call and it never happens. So, um, basically, um, I just got back from New York yesterday. Yesterday, no, Saturday, um, and I am officially leaving on tour on Friday to play with Gogo Bordello. Woo! <laughs> yeah! Yay! Yeah. You guys don't know who Gogo Bordello is? It's um, they're like the gypsy punk, I don't know, outfit from all over the world and it is dope dude it is dope um it is like dope uh it's a long story i was supposed to play with them years ago and it didn't work out and um and then now fredo who's come on the show was their drummer and he's moved on to play with los lobos and so um i've been recommended by two different dudes to fill this drum chair in this band and so finally they're like we got to give this dude a shot and so it wasn't even like, I didn't have to audition or anything. It was just like, we need you. We want you to come. And I was like, nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Drum brigade, you know, I got a lot of things going on. And they're just, it was just one of these situations where it just was, it's just, it, it was like, no matter what I did to try to not do it, it was just like, this is what you need to do. And so, um rehearse, I mean, I've been like, I've never practiced so much in my life. Like I've been really really doing my homework and really really like cuz this is not just like a local gig where you learn the stuff on the way to the gig or like you know or like even with like like Agrolites or Hepcat or Western Standard. Like Western Standard time we have charts. Um you know, Hepcat, I've been listening to Hepcat since I was 12 years old. So like I know there's stuff. Like I could go and play with them tonight and like be fine. And, um, but this is like a whole new repertoire of music that I was not familiar with. This was like a whole style of music that I'm not familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. It works, you know, like just because I specialize in like world music style, like Jamaican style music and punk, you know, and all that. So it's like, When you really think about it, man, I'm not trying to sound like arrogant or whatever, but with the first time I said no, I like went and watched a video and I was just kind of like, I feel like I'm kind of the guy like, (laughs) you know, like, and I don't mean like, oh yeah, I got this. I mean like the person that I am and the drummer that I am. I feel like I'm the guy that they're probably gonna call. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how my career has gone.
1: Yeah, no, you're the you're like the perfect fit, I think. I think it's, I'm so stoked for you, man. I've been, I have not told anyone. Thanks, man. Anyone. <laughs> the only person I told was my wife, Charlotte. Yeah. And she hasn't told it. We were both like, nope, I haven't, I've kept it vague. I've been, you know, cause people ask, yeah. Um, i've like, had a few people on, be he's like, going on tour with someone someone pretty big but i can't <laughs> tell you <laughs> you know
0: what's funny man is like i don't really know i i man i feel really bad the the real fans of gogo bordello is probably like who is this dude but like i definitely know i've known who the band is i've seen them a couple times i was learning their stuff like five or six years ago um but I didn't really, I didn't really know like what it was about. Like I really didn't know like the level too that it's on. Yeah. Like, cause they're they're like the dude, like this, first of all, the band is it, the, this, the, the image that they portray, portray, right? That they're like these like gypsy, like immigrant style musician guys. And it's a melting pot of all these different, you know, a collection of all these cultures and stuff. Dude, that is real. Like mm-hmm. somebody asked me, so does that dude really have an accent? I'm like, what do you mean, dude? Like the dude is like legit, like a legit gypsy from the Ukraine, you know? And like, he is not putting any of that on, like the way that he dresses, he shows up to rehearsal dress like that. Like, and all the guys are like that, you know? And like, mm-hmm. and so like me and one of the singers are the only american people in the band you know and there's like a bunch of different languages going on it's really it's really really unique man it's really cool but i didn't really understand either the caliber of like i mean it's kind of good because it's kept me grounded and kept me like humble and kept me like um whenever you say it it keeps you humble it doesn't sound humble but what i mean by that is i didn't really know like what level that band was on like i knew they were a pretty big band yeah you know, but I didn't know that, like the singer is pretty famous, dude. Like it's not like celebrity, like, you know, people are running up to him on the street. But, like, I was looking at like different stuff that he's done and like like he was on the cover of like Vogue in in not he
1: he's been in some movies, too. I right? think
0: he's been in some movies, yeah, like he's he's he knows a lot. like I was when I was doing my homework and looking for videos of them performing. dude was like, like madonna had him and the fiddle player on as their guest, at her as her guests like on her show there's like a big huge arena show and they're out on madonna's stage playing one of their songs and madonna's singing their song and i'm just like what who are these guys you know and so um stuff like that where i'm just like they when you like in rehearsals this whole week it wasn't even like that at all it wasn't even like Rock star status or whatever. It's like when you get into these situations too, you realize that a lot of these guys are just normal musicians, you know. And like, uh, you know, they have the same struggles, they have the same bickers and fighting and stuff like that. Normal bands have and there's there's different different personalities and elements that you have in like local bands. You know, it's the same thing. They just have had some success, but like a couple of their albums, I think like Rick Rubin produced and like, dang. Stuff like that where I'm just like, this is not a joke. Like, I have to be prepared, you know? Like, I can't just come in and be like, I thought you guys just, like, wanted me, you know? Like, (laughs) I got to know the material, and I have to know it, like, as good as, like, if we need to play tonight, I kind of need to know it, you know?
1: Yeah, you got to have it all memorized. Man, that's so cool. They're, I mean, they're huge. They're, like, as far as I know, they, they kind of invented that whole genre. Yeah. Am I wrong? Like, they're kind of like the primary yeah. group who, who created like that that brand of punk.
0: As far as I know, yeah, that's like they're they're and they're recognized as like the gypsy punk like you know pioneers or whatever, you know. And so yeah. I, I think they're it's it's similar to the AgroLites never had their their day, but the AgroLites was playing a specific style of Jamaican music, but then we named it Dirty Reggae. And um, so we could, it could have a style and a name and like dude, that spread like wildfire. Like people all over the world are like now playing dirty reggae and it was just a thing that we invented, you know? And, and like you see all these bands that are like, you know, we were called the agro lights. And then now we, you see all these like bands out there, like the agro knots and the agro this and the agro that, and the something lights and the, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's so dumb. I'm, and there's just no originality at all. You know, you see all these guys like playing the exact same stuff and they're doing all the, like the James Brownish style that, that Jesse was doing, you know, and like they're, they're trying to do all of that stuff You know, they're trying to play all the same drum fills and all the, it's just the same. There's no originality at all. It's just, you're trying to be the Agri-Lights and you have no originality with the names. You have no originality with the style of music. You call it dirty reggae, you know, and it's just like, you're not even trying to hide it, which is cool. It's flattering, but I feel like that's, they've taken the dirt, the the, the, Gogo Bordello has taken the gypsy punk thing, but they've actually taken it like places, taking it far where I think, I don't know, you know, I haven't gone out on tour with him, but I feel like there's bands out there that are like, this is what we do, you know? And, um, that's really cool, man. It's really, dude, such a different experience though. My goodness, (laughs) such a different experience for me. Like it really puts into perspective, the level of like touring that I've done in the past and the struggle that like i don't know how to put it but like you know like hepcat hot tours like at a pretty high level you know but they only have like one tour manager and then normally local crew and a lot of times they're still opening for bands like Flogging molly or like Mm
1: -hmm. you know
0: bands like or they're like middle of the day on a festival they're not like one of the headliners um but they'll still like oftentimes they'll tour like in a bus most of the time with Hepcat, it's not the whole time, but if there's like a long stretch of dates, then they'll do a bus and then they'll like backline everything. But I, most of the time I won't be able to get like what I actually play. I'll have to play like DW or whatever, you know, the opening band is using or, and so, you know, I've had, you know, and like with agro lights, we were right on the verge of becoming like on this level where it's like, we were just getting to the point where we were headlining places, headlining venues when I left, you know, and um, they just like, when I left the tour that they did next was like a two month tour and they were in a bus and I think they had crew and everything, but it still wasn't, it wasn't a top level band or like a mid level band. It was still like a baby band breaking through that barrier. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we were carrying our own gear, like my actual drums were like in the van trailer, you know, and we were setting up our own stuff every day and breaking down our own stuff every day. But then we were having like other amenities like we had like our rider was being filled every time, you know, and so we had the food and the beer that we wanted, you know, and like we would we would like have our own dressing room and no one else was allowed in there, you know, the stuff like that we were starting to make some real like decent money okay money on some of the gigs that we'd headline but then but then we would still have to do like opening tours for like dropkick murphy's or something and we would see like with a band that would like that was really like road dogs that had a full crew and you know all that stuff what it was like and so that's been a real man it's been a hard heartache for me you know it's been really irritating to put in so much work that i've put in i've had this conversation with you and with Kevin Agucci and a bunch of other friends, my friends, you know, that like we put in so much work to do what we do. And, you know, we have to open for drummers that don't even put in the work that we put in, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. and I don't like to compare and I don't like to be competitive with other drummers and I've gotten past that. But over the years, it's been hard for me to like open for bands that I feel like I should be headlining over, you know? And um, and it's not because I feel like I'm a better drummer than them. It's just that I worked hard. I've spent years on tour, and I every time I'm in a band that is almost gonna do it, it's like the band breaks up or like we don't ever get to that, you know. But you think about you think about you know like Agrolites Lights and Suedehead and Sharp Shock and Western Standard Time. Western Standard Time does headline all their gigs, but it still is a one man operation, and it's a big band. So it's not, you know, it's not like there's a crew. There's not, there's not even a tour manager in Western Standard, um, you know, but all those types of bands were great bands, but they never ended up riding the roller coaster all the way till the top. You know, it's just like it either fizzled out or just, they just stayed, they remained in that opening slot, you know, Sharpshock continuously is the opening band for every tour they go on. Mm-hmm. You know, and AgroLites, once the core members left, they kind of just stayed where they were and kind of took a few steps back where they're just like comfortable in that middle direct support slot. Like the the fact that the agrolites are still opening for Hepcat is appalling to me because the AgroLites have put in so much work and we were like such a buzz band, you know, in, in 2005, 6, 7, 8 that if they would have kept going like they were, they should have been, they should have been flogging Molly or drop, dropkick Murphy's, or they should have been the reggae version of that, you know? Yeah. And instead, they just, they, the wrong people are managing that band and the wrong, mm. the wrong guys are leading that band, if I'm being full transparent. So that's my opinion, though. Well, anyways, back to this situation. Um, dude, from the beginning, it's like, I'm not used to it, man. It's I'm not complaining. It's a great thing, but I showed up like kind of early, and um, I showed up early to my first day of rehearsal. And like my drums are all set up. Like I first of all, I have a Masters of Maple kit. That's not my kit. It's like Woo. a the, the beautiful. Bingo. I don't know what it is. I don't even. It looked like
1: I'm
0: just like, it's all my specs. It's like all the exact sizes that I want and it's a masters of maple and it's like at least as nice as my drums that are at home. You know, it's like, it's not vintage series though. It's the rock series. I forget what they're called. And I'm just like, dude, okay. And it's not just like a basic rap kit. It's like, this is, I mean, you know, masters of maple doesn't cut corners like that, but, and so, and then there's a stack of brand new Aquarian heads just waiting for me. Like a, like a, like, and it's like, everything that I wanted is there. And there's like extra heads for the snare, extra heads for the rack, you know, it, it like everything is ready to go. And then the, Oh yeah. And also here's your symbols, your symbols came there. These are the ones that are getting replaced. And so, yeah. And then we'll ship these back. Just give, let me know if you can track down, like a shipping address, just let me know. And I just text it to the tour manager. He handles it.
1: Dang. That's um, cool.
0: Like, uh, like my, uh, so I, I have some, um, signature drum brigade sticks that we made that I, that I did designed whatever. And, um, dude, just a, a stack of sticks, just like in my hard case behind my drums, like waiting for me, like towel, awesome. a towel waiting for me two water <laughs> sitting by the hi hat, just like waiting for me. Woo. And I'm like, what the heck, dude? And so I immediately, like, I go, they're like, um, just please let us know if there's anything that you need. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to start swapping out these heads. And they're like, oh, you're going to do it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I said, I know which ones are, are which. And they're like, oh, man, if you're going to swap out the heads, that'll free me up to do some other stuff. So, yeah, man. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. That's why I'm here early. And they're just like, oh, thank you so much. Like, completely shocked that I'm going to do it. You know, and so I'm like, dude, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not for, I go, let me get something straight with you guys, dude. I said, I'm not that guy that like, I expect you to do everything and I expect you to get it right. I said, I have no problem doing this. I said, in fact, I'm used to setting up my own stuff. So no worries here, you know? And they're just like, all right, man. Yeah, no problem. So I swap out all the drum heads. Like, I mean, the, the heads on there were brand new remo's. And I'm just like, get those out of here. I don't play remos. I play I play Aquarian, and I just start swapping out all the heads, dude. Like, and um, and you then got a
1: super kick on that floor, Tom. I saw. Super
0: kick one on the floor, Tom. Amazing.
1: Yeah, you like it, huh? I, I was I want to try that.
0: So I found out that like, so right now I have a force ten on my home kit, and I have felt um, on the top and bottom, and oh, I'm and I'm trying super kick. Yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> I basically am trying to make that sound. Yeah. And so when I tuned it up, I'm like, that's my regular home floor, Tom, except without all the felt and all that crap. It's great, dude. It's great. And um, yeah. And so, dude, black, black, ugly, which is the same specs as a black beauty, but it's like torched black, Ooh. black, ugly snare. Nice. There's like another, there's like another, like probably like $1,500 or $2,000 snare that's just a backup snare that I didn't even hit. I threw an Aquarian (laughs) head on it and was just like, that's a beautiful snare, but that's not the right one for this gig. That's awesome. And like, and then so everything gets set up. And then it's like the sound man is just like, okay, the other thing, dude, (sighs) my ultimate ears. Holy moly,
1: dude. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Such a which,
1: difference. Which ones did you get?
0: Uh, the ultimate ear something elevens.
1: They're like they're
0: like the the ones for the um for drummers, like in bass players. So it's a lot of low end.
1: They have eleven drivers in them.
0: No, they only have three or four. I think.
1: I don't know. They don't have eleven. <laughs> Why are they called elevens?
0: Is there something 11 Pros? Um, uh, now I got to find out, Phil. I don't know how I'm going to ever find. I'm never going to find this out. There's something 11 Pros or something. Oh, yeah, I know how to find out. Okay, now I'm looking. Um, anyways, they have removable face plates, so I can. I got ones with the Drum Brigade logo on them. I got like green, um, green uh, sparkle and i got wood finish they match the drums and uh, yeah they look super cool they are beautiful dude um okay hold on i'm in here my my orders okay i'm looking it doesn't say phil what did i get account information my orders my account my okay let's just go in custom in ear monitors oh yeah okay here we go i got the ue11 pros
1: okay oh, yeah you so they have four balanced armatures with an integrated three-way crossover network yes
0: i was going to get the that's 18s but those were like that's like for singers and stuff i don't need that crazy mm-hmm. there so dope and they're so com- there's so much more okay so I have west tones I'm wearing west tones right now they're great for teaching and stuff like that but they're there's not even a comparison dude they're so much more comfortable they just like slide into your ears It's it's amazing they're it's, amazing
1: I have I have ultimate ears but they're not the custom fit <laughs> oh yeah
0: Phil I'm so I'm shocked you don't have custom fit in ears as much as you, like, care about sound and, like, all yeah. of that.
1: I mean, I'm happy. These, they get the job done. They have, I mean, I think mine have four drivers in them, too. They're just not custom molded. Mm-hmm. They sound phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if I would go that far as, like, they're going to make that big of a difference, you know, that you need to spend, like, a lot of money on I don't know if it would make that big of a difference, but comfort wise, if you're going to play live on a, on stage, you definitely need them. You definitely need custom fitted.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, I, I mean, the work I do, I never I don't really I don't really need yeah. custom fitted in years for most of the gigs I play. <laughs> yeah, like
0: if, if and also like I think if you play like church or something like that, then, yeah, you need them but if, like if you play like at a casino or or just live gigs whatever it's fine. This gig there's no there's no way around it. Like I definitely needed my own in Yeah. And these Westones would would have worked. I'm just really glad I went with the ones I did cuz they sounded like amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean part of it is like if if you're doing if you're going with custom fits, you have to have everything mic'd up. Everything has you have to have a really good sound man. Running yeah. your ears too, yeah, and that's not always the case with the dates I play. So I like, I like that I can like these. I can still hear some st- sound from the room oh, if I'm yeah. using in ears. And yeah, I, can, I was worried about that. I, I was can trying to ge- one out easily if I need.
0: I was trying to get the ambient noise feature where you can have like you can still hear like the ambient and the the people at west, at um ultimate ears were like, why do you need the ambient thing? Like if you're playing on stage, why do you need the ambient? And I'm like, so I can hear my drums. And I was thinking in like how I've used my in-ears before I'm doing my own mix. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're like, I don't think you would need that. And I'm just like, are you sure? Like, I like to hear the audience. And like, I like to hear that, what the band sounds like on stage. They're like, I mean, normally the guys who use the ambient things, like the ambient feature is like they're just playing like at bars or whatever and they need like they need it's like they don't have a sound man but maybe it's like ear protection and they can put a little bit of their kick drum in there but they can hear the band you know they're like i wouldn't go with that and so i was like pretty adamant like i want the ambient feature dude i'm so glad i didn't go with that
1: yeah it's like you don't need that dude (laughs) if you have
0: a good sound man you don't need that and like it's like the kick drum. Okay, so I don't know. I think the last time we were talking, I was getting a new throne,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I so I ended up I got a new throne and I got a new kick pedal. I got a DW nine thousand. Bought it from a guy on Craigslist for for two hundred bucks.
1: Nice, and, um, that's cheap for those. Yeah,
0: and it's super nice guy, and he has a bunch of bunch of stuff. But um, I it didn't help my my back. I went and played a gig, and it didn't my back was just killing me the whole time. Mm. Dude, I was playing for like 5 or 6 hours straight in these rehearsals mm. 3 days in a row did not have one back problem. So the problem is I can't hear my kick drum. So I lay into it more and more and more and more and um that starts killing my back. I didn't have one back problem the whole time I was playing. And it's because That's my awesome. kick is like loud and proud in my ears. I don't even have a subwoofer. I'm supposed to have a sub but they were like, we couldn't get one for the rehearsals, but you will have one live. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm just like, dude, this is great, man. And it, That's dude, cool. I'm telling you, like, I am, this is, you know how I always talk? I always get on a soapbox about grumpy sound, man. Uh huh. <laughs> dude, like, I didn't know that when you're like in like a band that has like you're not dealing with grumpy sound (laughs) like they will like I'm not used to this like I'm not used to like this dude is like anything you need. We're like friends. We're like talking. We're like we're (laughs) we're like having conversations on the break and we're just like talking about politics and like diet and like food. I'm like wait sound (laughs) men know how to talk like they're not just yelling barking orders at you. (laughs) like this dude definitely still is sound man and i can see how he could be like grumpy sound man to the opening band
1: yeah but but it's like he's on your band's payroll yeah and so (laughs) he's like
0: anything you need he's there all day long and every now and then he'll be like hey corey um just so you know you're going to hear a little bit difference on your snare i just made a slight adjustment but i added a little bit of reverb and i'm like thanks man like and he's like he's not used to guys like me that like are coming from like kind of the opening band situation Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of like i don't really need too much like i just want to hear everything and like he's like i compressed your snare so it should sound a little bit better and you can you should you might be able to get like it it to cut through a little bit he's like doing every minute detail i'm just kind of like yeah man it sounds great and like at one point I go, yeah, man, hi hats are cutting through really nice. I said, everything sounds great, man. Thank you. And he just like stopped. He like looks at me and he's like holding his talk back mic and he's like, it's nice to work with you, man. And he just like <laughs> puts the mic back on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's so funny. And so, oh, um, that's awesome. Just like all this and anything, anything, you're like, hey, Anthony, man, can I get a little bit more vocal? And he's just like, boom, on it. You know, like, it's just like it's not like yeah yeah I'm working on something else it's just like boom you know hey can I get a little bit more symbols one of the days I was having a problem with I was like my vocal mic um we decided that I'm not going to sing anymore because mm-hmm. first of all it I need to concentrate on the drums but second I'm just not You're a singer are making
1: everyone again. else you, everyone else is like getting jealous cuz how good you sing no they're like i'm just I not, don't even want to sing next to this fool dude they just put me in
0: there like, yeah, everyone <laughs> sings. And I'm just kind of like, I've been practicing as if I was going to have to sing, but I'm like, I don't want to do this, dude. I don't want to freaking do this. I want to pr- focus on drums, you know? And I didn't realize my vocal mic was picking up like everything, you know? And so it was throwing off the balance where I'm like, first of all, my cymbals sound really weird. And like, and like this symbol on my left, like next to my hi-hat is super loud. The symbols on my hi-hats are super loud, but then on the right, I can't even hear them. So one day, like after rehearsal, I stayed, I said, Hey, can we just stay for a few minutes and work this out? I don't know what's going on here, but I keep telling you to put the symbols up, but it's not really fixing anything. So he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, why don't we, he's like, first of all, how much are you singing? He kept asking me that and I was like, I don't know, they want me to sing. And so he was kind of going, so he's like, when the band was gone, he was like, listen, man, if you're not going to be doing that much singing, the vocal mic is throwing off your mix. And he's like, so I can put your vocal mic on just on a talkback and we can have like a splitter kind of thing where you push the button and then you can talk. But then when Mm -hmm. you're not talking, it's off.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And so when we took that off, I was like, oh now it sounds good and he's like i basically have your overheads like almost like they're probably like three percent on it's like they're they're barely on that's why you can't hear them Yeah. and so we went through every drum every every mic every cymbal. and i'm like oh dude it sounds so good now dude that's it sounds awesome. so good and like he's just like let me try something else hold on here's another trick that we have and i mean we stayed for like another 45 minutes just to dial in the drums and like
1: that's cool and so he's after that point they save everything as a preset so it'll sound like that no matter where you're playing pretty yeah, much right that's i think cool. so
0: he said every room will be a little different and some of them are like like outdoors or like festivals or whatever but he's like pretty much we'll save this presets and then um i think he's our monitor guy too he's not the front of house guy so he's like we'll i'll have you guys dialed and we already have a relationship, like a repertoire where it's like, we're cool. Like I, I have confidence in him and he's a nice dude. And like, he kind of knows everything. That's a sound man trait, but it's like, it's cool, man. And so when we were done, so that then, then we get to like Friday night and I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, so what do we need? Like, what do you guys need me to do? what do I, do you want me to strike all the symbols? Do you want me to take all the drums down and then you guys can pack them up? What do you want me to do? And they're just like, nothing. I'm like, what? I'm like, Hey, do you need me to like, they're just like, no, man, we, we, they have everything marked on my, my rug. And they have everything like taped off to know where, like what goes where and they're like, everything packs up, like in its case, even the symbols don't even come off. They just go in, 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 the road cases, like in the um, anvil cases. And he's like, "Now nah, we got it. I'm just like, you don't need me to do anything? And they're just like, nope, just like put your in-ears in like, just, dude, I take my in-ears off and I put them on the sound board desk thing where he has his monitor mixer. I just take them off. I take off my pack and I set them down and I walk away. And then they <laughs> sanitize them. They sanitize them, put them away in their case and then you have a case that's open and it has like, like little, like, um, like little sat like sat like shoe kind of sacks or whatever, like we're like mesh little things. And it has like my name on it. It says Corey. And the next day when I come in for rehearsal or for the next gig, my in-ears are sanitized and in their case, like in that little cubby. And then I just walk in and grab my pack and my, and they have fresh batteries and fresh clean in-ears. And then I just like put them in and I'm ready to go yeah that's I'm so like, rad. what the heck? What world am I living in, dude? And like I have a wardrobe. like they're like it's an anvil case, and it's like all my stage clothes are like supposed to go in there. And so it just says it's like every band member has their own wardrobe, and it just says, Corey, and mine's empty right now with a bunch of hangers. But I have like specific shoes that I wear for for drumming, not drum shoes, Phil.
1: yeah, right. <laughs>
0: I have like high top vans that I have to wear because my ankle
1: my, oh. ankles, my
0: ankles like it's not deteriorating, but it is um it has me worried. But um Man. I'm you guys it makes
1: you wonder how much that is affected by the uh your stage monitoring situation too, you know. Yeah.
0: And it didn't didn't have it one problem, but I use kinesiology tape now. Um like so I tape up my ankle and then like I and then i wear i have to wear my shoes even on wedding gigs i'm wearing those shoes now and um it makes a big difference having like kind of non-slippery shoes i can get through a gig with like regular dress shoes but i'm just i'm like i want to do everything i can to prolong this you know this this thing because you know i told you that when i went to the movies and i had a my I had a Slurpee and like, or an icy and popcorn, and then I couldn't even walk for like the next day. Yeah, and for for a week, and since then my ankle has been like, whoa, dude! Like, this is serious. I forgot. I took it for granted that I've you know I've had 16 years now since my injury, and I've been playing like normal and walking and riding bikes like normal, and I forgot how how weak and sensitive my ankle is. So. Um, so yeah, right now my ankle tape is in there and my drum shoes are in there. And like, I literally flew home with my backpack and my clothes and like my ears are there, my cymbals are there. Like my drumsticks are there, drum heads are there. Everything is there. And like, I didn't even touch the drum. I dude, I got off and like grabbed my mask. I grabbed a pair of sticks as a souvenir, like, and put them in my backpack and like put my stuff in my wardrobe and put my ears like on the table or like the sound man was standing next to me and I just like handed them to him. And I'm like, man, thank you guys so much. I'm like, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate, you know, everything that you're doing. They're just like, yeah, man, no problem. We'll see you in Seattle. I'm just like, Uh, that's so cool. That's so (laughs) cool,
1: man. Like it's such a trip. Are Are you guys playing San Diego or LA? Yeah,
0: both. What? How did you not know this? What date? Uh, the third is San Diego, and the second is
1: um, September
0: third. Yeah. Shut up. September second is L.A. September third is San Diego.
1: You, you, do I get some tickets? Can I get in?
0: I think I can. Yeah, I think I could get you in.
1: I want to go see Corey play. <laughs> go <Gol-Gol> Bordello. <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be nervous, dude. Dude, I've never even seen that band. I've heard, you know, I've just they've got legendary performing though. You know, they're supposed yeah. to be like this. Well, I'm sure you know from rehearsing. Have you seen them before? Yeah, a of-
0: so um a, a while ago I was playing with Hepcat and um we did the Flogging Molly cruise and they were on that
1: that gig and then
0: I think I've seen them before that too. But um yeah, I saw them I they put on a great show. Man, it's it's to be honest, and I'm not trying to, you know, share too much, but bro, it's pretty loose. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't feel ready. <laughs> like if I'm being real, like if I'm being real, I don't feel hundred percent ready, dude. I know it'll come to me, you know, but like I did, I, I just have to keep relying on like, I have to put my confidence in. I did put in the work on my own. And I didn't just learn their songs off of their albums because their live shows are different. I mean, I like literally played through full sets on YouTube. They have full concerts on YouTube and I played through like old ones, new ones, like to get a sense of what they do live. And, mm-hmm. um, that dude, guys, if you're like get preparing to go out with a band that like, that's the way to go. Nowadays, it's live so videos, easy to yeah. just look at YouTube and like, that because I was I was more prepared than they were because they they haven't played since before COVID. Oh man, that's so, a good
1: place to be in.
0: <laughs> yeah, they even were saying like, "Man, you know the songs better than we do at this point." And I'm just like, "Dude," and I was just kind of smiling and like kind of be- being like, "Yeah, you know, like," but I don't. I'm like thinking like, you guys don't know how much work I put in. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't roll like that. I don't roll. Like I don't I, I try to be professional in everything like I don't I don't roll to like a gig especially on that level and not be prepared you know yeah and so even there was songs that they didn't tell me that they were playing that I still knew you know that's awesome it's stuff like that where you they're just like I, they're like that one was on the list right and I'm like no but I go but I got it you know and they're just like really oh okay cool let's do it and then it was like they were like, hold on, it doesn't go to that part yet. And I was like already there, you know, <laughs> like stuff like that, where I'm just like, Oh man, I'm so glad I put it in the work, dude. It's been, it's been rough the last couple of months, but I just have to kind of rely on that, you know, and just, they're just kind of like, yeah, we'll just work on it on tour. And I'm like, dude, I've never played with you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm you know, it, I know it sounds like it or it feels like it, but like, I haven't actually I've only played with you like dude the third day of rehearsal. There was songs that we still haven't played that are on the set list <laughs> and I've like never played them with the band. <laughs> I'm just like I kept saying hey, you know, there's still some songs that we haven't gotten to that. I've never played with you like there's literally like I'm going on stage and there's songs that I've only played with this band one time in rehearsal. Yeah, and so I'm kind of like by the time we get to San Diego, I, I should be good. That's like the fourth show, Woo. so or fifth show. So I'm like, I should be good by then. So at least when my friends and family see me, Tosh is coming to L.A. My great, nice. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 really cool, dude. But like, so the other thing is, um, like this Delta variant man has been bongos, dude. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, I don't want to, I don't want to even say like, you know, that, but it's basically like if one of the dudes on the, on the bus, anybody on the bus gets, gets COVID the tours over, you -hmm. know? And so I'm basically like on quarantine. Like I went, I went to coffee this morning with a friend and I was wearing a mask and until we were like sitting at the table, but I have to wear, I'm vaccinated. I have to wear a mask all the time. Like in a grocery store, at a restaurant, like any time. I flew home from you know it's the law now you have to fly with your mask on. But I mean I flew five and a half hours and didn't take my mask off at all. The only time I took it off was just to like itch my nose or whatever. But you know in the airport didn't take it off at all. Mm -hmm. And so like I just called for a possible got called for a possible gig tonight, and I'm like I told the band members like none of the bands wear masks anymore. Yeah, and I'm like I am if I am a. playing this gig tonight, I need to let you guys know that I need to keep my distance and I need to wear a mask. It's, it's protocol for the band. And so we had this huge meeting of like, no, like this is an understatement. Like no one, when I say no one, I mean, no one vaccinated mask or not is allowed backstage or on the bus. No one. And they're like anybody that's on crew or local crew or anything like lo- local stage hands, they have to be vaccinated and they have to wear a mask the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, like you, like they were like discouraging us from even going out and saying hi to our friends and family. But they're like, I know that's not possible. But you still, if you go out to say hi to your friends or family, you have to wear a mask and you have to like keep your distance. You know, and you have to like use hand sanitizer and you have like, it's just like, cause they're like, there's like 15 people that are like in this bubble that are relying on you for being safe. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you cannot take a chance period. Yeah. i like, dang dude. So I, like, I was in New York. I was planning on going to smalls and like going to a jazz club and hanging out, out on Friday night. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I just like, I did, I went to a, like a local spot. Just to just so do to do something because all I did was go from my hotel room to the rehearsal room and then Mm -hmm. back to my hotel room, and so um, that was it. I just like, dude, it was great. It was a success, you know. I was freaking nervous on Wednesday, dude. I was, (laughs) I was like, and you know me, like I have my social anxiety was kicking in. Like I don't know any of these dudes, and like it's just awkward, you know. I don't know where my place is. I don't know where I fit in yet. um and i'm trying to be professional and you know and i'm i'm i don't know but it was just like one of those things where i was just like trying to be cool and like trying to be myself trying to be positive trying to bring a good energy and trying to know my stuff be confident in in my playing and um i feel like i accomplished that you know but it's just like you know by the, by by the by the time friday came it was just like oh yeah i'm excited dude i'm ready to go like i'm not i'm not worried about these dudes there's some personalities that are like i'm unsure about but um you know i'll there's there's very small things i'm worried about now it's like like i'm worried about like taking dumps in front of people and like <laughs> <laughs> like who i'm who i'm rooming with and like In front of, like people are watching you? No, but like, (laughs) I don't want to share a room with like, there's certain dudes where I'm like, okay, I can, I, I think like this, you know, like I think like, oh man, like, you know, I have a sensitive stomach. I'm saying this on the air, so I'm obviously not that private, but I have a Mm -hmm. sensitive stomach and I really care about what I eat. And sometimes in the middle of America, you can't eat organic, you know, granola or something. And so, you know, if I'm like, "Hey, we need to pull the bus over," I need to take a dump. Like, <laughs> I'm sure that I'm not the only dude in the in the, the fifteen group of guys, you know, or whatever.
1: They got a toilet on the bus, right?
0: No number twos on a, on a bus ever. Oh, yeah. It's like that's like the,
1: the that's the rule, huh?
0: There are certain rules on on bus life. One is, yeah, no bus ever. You're allowed to take a number 2
1: even with the pandemic no wow um,
0: not allowed never i've well i've never never seen any band i've been with i've never seen a bus where you're allowed to do that and then there's like etiquette stuff like you there's normally a bunk that they have that's for everybody's junk like like backpacks and stuff but um you're not allowed you're not it's like etiquette wise you're not allowed to like pull your your bag out and put it like in the back lounge and open all your stuff and then leave it there. You know, like mm. horn players sometimes will just leave their case on the back seat. And you're just like, dude, stop, you know? So you always know like the guy who's like green, who doesn't know, who's never been on a bus or whatever. And they just, they'll put their like suitcase on the back seat and then no one can sit down, <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah. It's like, you get what you need and then you put it like in one of the bays and then you get what you need and like either put that in your backpack or just, you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's always, there's always stops because the, 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 the driver has to take breaks. He has to take like scheduled breaks. So there's always stops and there's always, they always have to have food breaks and stuff like that. So there's always, I've never had a problem where I'm like, dude, I have an emergency, you know, you are always able to go to the bathroom, you know, uh-huh but I don't know. It's just things I think about. And then like, because we're on a bus, it's not like they don't, they don't do like bus plus hotel. So they do like, they do do bus plus hotel, like day room. So you can take a shower and you can relax. And, but they, they don't do. Everyone gets their own room. They do like two to a room basically. So I don't know who I'm sharing with, but, I normally typically get along better with the crew than like, so like I normally like rooming with the tour manager because he's kind of business all the time and I'm mm. normally handling, like I'm normally editing videos or I'm very particular on who I room with. So I'm, <laughs> I'm a little worried about that.
1: Who are you rooming with? Do you know yet? I don't
0: know. I hope, I hope it's either, I hope it's either the tour manager Or it's one of the crew guys, this guy Gil. I feel like those are the two guys I would get along with the best. And i I don't typically want to. I don't think I would room with the singer because the fiddle, the violin player, like barely speaks English. And so the the guitar player, and the the guitar player, I don't want to room with because I can just tell we're not the 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 same kind of guy, like. (laughs) I, it's not that I don't like him. I just can tell that like we have different style, you know, we have different morals and styles. <laughs> I feel like I just want to, I just, I dude, I've, I've I room with different people. And like, they're like, yeah, you're very, like you have a way, like you, you don't make too much waves. They're like, you like, you're totally fine with whatever the other person wants to do you just like kind of get in your zone. You're like on your computer or you're editing videos or you're just like with your headphones on and you take a lot to dumps and they're like, that's it. <laughs> and they're like, Corey other, in than, that, <laughs> they're like, other <laughs> than that, like you're just, you're the easiest dude in the world to, to room with, but I don't take like rooming with people dumps. that snore. And I don't like feeling awkward about like my time, you know? Yeah. So,
1: that is so exciting, man. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking, but it's cool.
1: Ah, oh, you're going to kill it. It's going to be so cool.
0: I de- I will say though that it is such a cool band, man. They are so cool when the doors are closed and the the warmth in that band, the way that they make you feel like you are welcome and you are like you belong there. And the 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 energy of the band, the music is really nice, man. And um, it's cool. It's just the it's a really cool band to to play with, man. There, I was really impressed by like the normalcy of the band. Like they're just very normal. And um, I was really impressed by like the musicality that the musicianship in the band is really really nice. Like the guitar player is really good. The violin player is really good. Like all of them. I mean, all of them. The percussionist is really good. The the bass player is really good. Like they're all great, you know? And then they got an amazing frontman that is just like, and they got a girl singer. That's like also like, she's kind of like an LDB singer or a schmucky metal singer. She like, she, she, she plays weddings and stuff like that. And like, she's, they're all just great. They're all really seasoned musicians and like, they kind of get it, you know, mm-hmm. like they get like touring and like, there, there's no egos or attitudes or you know they're just they're they treat they treat the crew with respect and like like they're part of the band there's no rock star stuff going on it's just like or they're too too big for this or that it's like dude it's it's really cool and they all have like deep like a like love for each other you know like it's it's a family and they just made me feel like right at home at one point not at at one point I did not feel like I'm an outsider here, you know, like, or, Hey, Corey, can you step out? We need to talk about stuff. Like I've had situations like that where it's like, we need to have a business meeting. Can you step out of the room or, you know, or whatever? It's just like, dude, it's like, I'm, I'm already included like on a group band text thread. And they're like talking about different stuff, the inner workings of the band. And I'm just like, dude, like, I'm kind of like new and I'm not even sure if like I'm, fully committed, like in, you know, like I'm committed, but I mean, I'm saying like, you know, we, we were talking about, let's get through these next tours like through next year. And so we'll see. But anyways, yeah, it's, it's good, man. I'm stoked. And, um, I'm so, so, so thankful and grateful for like the people that have like really helped me on this, like masters of maple and, you know, and, um, Aquarian drum heads and a head armor cases revolution sent me a package of stuff like dude there. He sent me their new chopping block, um, practice pad. It's like a hundred dollars, $120 practice pad. (laughs) It's so nice, dude. So stinking nice. And, um, I'm just like, dude, like these people, you know, especially now during the pandemic, it's like, you can't, it's hard to get help and support. And so, I'm really grateful, and also, dude, I need to give a shout out to Preston too, man. Preston from Vessel Drums, that Vessel Drums. Um, he runs T symbols right now. That's the symbols that you play, and he offered to, um, I, you know, you guys know the story from our last episode. What is wrong with you, yes. Zildjian? Exactly. And um, he offered to just supply me <laughs> with a a bunch of um, like a whole set like and then some of symbols to take on the road with me and i'm I'm not going to end up taking them but i really appreciate that man that's really cool so i need to give him i need to send him a direct message that is just like thank you i was actually excited to take those symbols out but it worked out with um it worked out with zildjian for now
1: you know mm-hmm.
0: and so dude i got some special dry hi-hats 14 inch oh yeah so good, dude. <laughs> so I'm going to be, um selling all those though, when I get back. So if anybody's interested in buying a whole set of Zildjian, like I have two, like multiple sets. So I have like, I have a whole setup of special dries that I'll probably be selling as its own thing. So like hi hats, two crashes and a ride of special dries, amazing set of symbols. And, um, and then i have a bunch of like i have a brand new k hybrid a brand new a custom um yeah i have i have basically two solid sets of symbols and they come with symbol bags so if anybody's interested in buying some stuff i prefer to sell them as a complete set though i don't want to like sell them individual some stuff i'll let go like separately but yeah i have like a set of like k hybrids hi-hats included the hi-hats are very used though but um so like three three crashes. I have an 18, 19, and then a 19 smash crash. And then I have like a, a a mirror or a either a Z medium ride or something like that. And then I have like a a custom Um, I just I got a bunch of stuff, dude. So I'm trying to sell all of them. They come with a, a head armor cases too. So nice. Yeah. So I don't know anybody out there that is looking for Zildjian's. I'll have them available in a month. And I'm moving to, as much as I like these special dry hi-hats, as much as I like this K-Hybrid, sorry, Zildjian, but I'm moving. I'm going to Minel. Yeah. Um, And it's it was hard because I'm like, man, I really like these now. But I'm just like, no, dude, no. And the tour manager was like, dude, I'll keep reaching out to Zildjian. We'll get you in there. I'm like, no, nah, my heart's not there, man. My heart is with Minel. I'm talking like when we were talking about before, if I have to pay full price, that's where my heart is. That's what I want. I'm going to just, I'm going to end up selling all my Zildjans and buying Mino's full price from Sweetwater. That's how much I
1: love you, Mino.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just basically be Mike Johnston, dude.
1: Yeah. I mean, you guys already look the same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about, <laughs> I was, <laughs> this is funny. I was thinking about making a shirt for Nam show that says black Mike Johnston <laughs> 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 and just seeing what people would think. <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be amazing.
0: Oh man. That'd be good. I don't know what people would think, but like, I feel like people would get a kick out of it. You know, just be yeah. like, yeah, that's me. I'm black Mike Johnston.
1: <laughs> You'd get some laughs. Oh man. I bet he would he would say hi. Yeah. That's funny.
0: Um I've talked to him before. He's such a nice guy, dude. Like oh, seriously. He's like a real jerk. <laughs> there's no kidding. way Mike Johnson can be mean. He's the nicest dude in the world, like. Yeah. What you see on his videos, that is really how he is. He is super down to earth and nice and like very knowledgeable, a real nice dude and um super humble man. Like I I just I told him that I, you know, subscribed to some of his, his stuff years ago. I was like, I really love your, you know, chop builders and stuff. And he was just like, from his heart, you can tell. He's just like, man, thank you so much, man. That really means a lot. And like, dude's a fab, fantastic drummer. Come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Black Mike Johnston.
0: I like Mike Johnston. Black Mike Johnston, dude. <laughs> I'm black Mike Johnston. <laughs>
1: that to he really makes sense, dude. <laughs>
0: me and here were joking about that uh be um, good so um yeah guys so i don't know if we're gonna try to do one of these on the road um we, we might want to do like a catch-up phil and just just see how just say hello maybe do a quick show back yeah. the backstage files yeah um and i would love to do one with having um Pedrito from, from the percussionist for Gogo Go Bordello on as a guest. That'd be cool. He doesn't, I haven't talked to him about that, but he's, he's cool, man. And um, Are
1: you bringing an interface on the road? For any I'm chance? not,
0: no, I'm not. So it would just mm. be on my ears or just on, with my computer open. That works. Yeah. Um, so, but then it would be no drops or anything like that. So, um, I think we should try to do that. I don't know for sure if I'll be able to do that though, until I'm out. Um, and it might not be on Monday. So we'll have to coordinate on that.
1: Yeah. I'll Um, be around.
0: And, uh, but if not that dude, the next five weeks I'll be out. So I'll be gone for with, for three weeks with, well, this week, then Friday is when the tour starts and then I'll be gone with, um, with my wife for our anniversary 16 years people 16 years yeah 16 year anniversary um so she's coming out to chicago and we're gonna do our thing so um i'll be gone for another week on top of that so um yeah so anyways thank you guys for hearing my story and hearing basically how great i am now I'm like kind of too big for this show and too big for drum brigade, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to do this. Like I basically just want somebody to push the buttons for me, set up the computer for me. Uh-huh. I come in, I perform, I, I talk in the mic uh-huh. and then I just walk away. It's what I want.
1: And you, you don't forget the waters and coffee too. Yes. Right? Yes. And
0: yeah. you know what? If we're not podcasting on that level with a crew, then I'm not doing it Phil.
1: Okay. I'm
0: black. I'm black Mike Johnston. <laughs> no, for real. Thank you guys uh, for listening. I don't even know what episode. This is episode one something
1: something teen something. I don't teen. know. Yeah, I forget.
0: So um, had a couple people reach out like, yo, what's up with the show? And I'm like, yeah, don't worry. Told you we're taking a little bit of a break, Well, we're mm-hmm. back. Yeah. So, thank you funky Phil. It's nice to see you even though it's over
1: Zoom. It's nice thank to you, see you too.
0: Thank you for sharing your amazing setup with us.
1: Yeah. I'm It's it's still experimental at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, good times. I'm going to miss you Phil, but you should come to San Diego and I'll come out and say hi.
1: I want to come see you,
0: but not if you have the Bronas.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Okay.
0: All <laughs> right. So text me and let me know, and then I'll, I'll try to put you on the guest list. We'll see how, how many we get, though.
1: Okay. Yeah, no worries if not. All right.
0: Cool. Everyone, check out drumbrigade.com. Um, Funky Phil, thank you. And uh, thank you to me.
1: Thank you, Corey. Yeah. Have a great tour.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Um, I'm so pumped for you.
0: Thanks, man. It should be a good one. You know, and like, I hope we just say, stay safe. That's all I really hope and Mm -hmm. pray for. So, all right, guys, um, I will see you guys when I get back. And um, we will do this hopefully from the road. Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing, like and subscribe.